you start your day? You set your tone. You're the master of either a good day or a bad one. You're the master of a terrific week or that of a terrible one. It's all in your mindset. Do you start your day off positively or do you start it off in a dreadful tone? I've shared this personal story several times, how I used to wake up when I worked in an industry that made me extremely unhappy. Every single morning, I'd say to myself that I was stuck. Instead of being blessed to see another day, my mind was set to hopeless. Are you setting a positive tone for each day? How are you setting the tone for your life in general? This is a time where you can think positively. Everything is in your mindset. Right now, I have a wonderful seven-day motivational entitled the Go Love Yourself Daily Crown Jewels, the seven-day motivational. Head over to www.goqueen.com and download your free copy of the seven-day motivational map. You can also go to www.goqueen.com and download the full-color PDF seven-day motivational guide. This guide is also available on Amazon.com. So go ahead, change your mindset, and remember, every single day you can go love yourself and have a winner's mindset. Go queen! episode, I decided to speak on the whole WAP. However, it's definitely not the topic you guys would assume I'm going to talk about. I'm definitely not going to be discussing wet-ass pussy, but I will be discussing the fact that we aren't protected. Now, that we stands for women, but I actually plan to probably take this further. The we also stands for African Americans. But first, I just want to start off with just discussing women in general. Now, originally, of course, since this is the one-year anniversary of the Q Chat, um, last week I was interviewed, which I thought it was great. It was a new experience. So for this last episode of August, I already had planned that I wanted to just do an episode by myself. That's something I've never done. So I just figured that'd be a great way to round off the last month of celebrating the year anniversary is to hear from no other no one other than myself and for me to talk about you know about the show and different things but I decided to do a change of course because I saw something a few days ago that really bothered me so I know a lot of people were jumping on the whole WAP bandwagon oh you know everybody and their mama was doing episodes about you know the whole WAP song and blah 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 you know whatever but I recently saw a video with Meg the Stallion and she was discussing how she was shot, of course. But, you know, she was just basically saying what happened, how Tory Lane shot her and just all the trouble she's experienced since then. And the thing that bothered me personally was seeing the amount of people that were like, oh, she's a snitch and just saying all this negative stuff. And the thing that bothered me the most was why is it 
when someone reveals their truth, it's a problem. And it just really bothered me. And I just felt like as a woman, just seeing how she just wasn't being defended. And the fact that a young woman can basically say that she was shot twice. And it was a bunch of people making comments like, well, what did she do? She must have did something to deserve that. He wouldn't have just shot her for nothing. I mean, I just kind of felt like, why do we have to find a reason to why she was shot? Like, is there ever an excuse for that? I kind of felt like this kind of shadowed and mirrored when George Floyd was suffocated to death and you had all these other people, other in air quotes, making comments, well, um, he had a criminal history. And, and you know, why do we have to find justification in certain things? So I kind of felt like, why do we have to have a reason to what, what she must have done something? I just kind of felt like, do women ever get, you know, defended ever? So it's okay to assault a woman, it's okay to shoot them, it's okay to disrespect them, and we're going to make excuses for it. I just have a problem with that. And this isn't necessarily me making a commentary about Meg. This is just a commentary about women not being protected in general. I mean, even when I made the post Saturday, I did a preview post just to let people know what I decided to talk about. It um, came on my mind Saturday morning because I'm like, okay, I'm going to play on the word WAP. And I definitely wanted to just discuss the fact that we weren't protected. Um, You know, like I said, I decided to change course. I'm like, you know, let me talk about what's pertinent. Let me use this time where I'm going to finally record an episode by myself, you know, to skip this fluffiness and talk about, you know, what's really on my mind. And I just feel like as women, especially black women, we aren't protected. So even when I made the post Saturday, someone wants to combat it and say, oh, well, you know, when white women say this, you know, they have to apologize. I mean, I just felt that was, it's just out of left field and it has nothing to do with the topic at hand that African-American women, black women are not protected. That's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. And number one, I'm a black woman, 43 years old. I've been on this earth a long time. I live in one of the most racist states, honestly, that you want to come to, which is Louisiana, which I feel is, this state hasn't grown much at all. You know, whatever people see in New Orleans, trust me, New Orleans is an island in in Louisiana. New Orleans is a beautiful city, but it is an island. The rest of Louisiana is, is nothing, okay? Trust me, it's a bunch of ignorant, racist people, and that's my opinion. So my opinion saying that we aren't protected, trust me, it comes from experience. It comes from things that I've experienced personally. And we definitely aren't protected. We aren't respected. We aren't put on the same level as our counterparts. And I definitely could break apart the whole thing of women not being protected. And I can't break it down and say, you know, women in general. Like just recently, they made a point to say how women are underpaid. We we are underpaid, especially black women. So I'm really not the one to come at and try to justify how we get treated because you want to compare and contrast to how white women get treated or the fact that they have to apologize when they make a racist comment. That's ignorant and it's sad. And it really, really, really is an additional problem when our own brothers come and try and excuse behavior of our counterparts or try to join a conversation and put us down. It's pathetic. 
And it's really sad. And I've always said that on my show. Obviously, it's the Q chat, which stands for Queens. You know, my brand is Go Queen. Obviously, I feel like my entire business, my brand, everything, this podcast, it is centered around women. It's centered around Queens. So, you know, I make my point to glorify us as much as we can, as much as I can. And in addition, I've always said I actually don't spend time being divisive. I don't like to say negative things about men, honestly, despite what I may have experienced, because I just feel like this isn't the platform for that. But I will say this. As much as I will hype up kings on my show, what I'm not going to hype up is clowns. So if you're an African-American male and you sit back with all this bitterness and want to point out negative stuff about black women, I'm not the one. Like, don't even come at me. Don't bother to listen to this. Unfollow me. Block me. Do what you can because we're not on the same level, period. And I think it's sad and it's pathetic. And that's another example of what black women have to deal with. It's bad enough that the world doesn't respect us, that the world doesn't protect us. But some of us have to deal with our own brothers pointing out negative stuff about black women because they're bitter or they can't get the one that they want. It's it's a sad thing. And if we want to go further in how we aren't protected, just like I mentioned, Meg can't even talk about being shot without people coming at her. Everyone's coming at her instead of coming at the coming at the person that shot her because they're like, oh, well, we need to hear what he's what he did. We need to hear what he has to say. We need to hear his side of it. Yeah, great. I mean, sure. If people are curious to hear the side of it. Fine. That's cool. I get that part. But I don't need to hear his reasoning as to why he shot her. He could have killed her. So it's like she deserved to get shot. Is You know, is that what I'm hearing? She's a snitch. You're not snitching when you're saying something that happened to you that threatened your life. And I just it's just disgusting, quite frankly. And of course... And we want to bring this further. Look at what's happening around us right now. How long has it been since Breonna Taylor was murdered? The world would not have even known about that, honestly, if it wasn't a series of events that took place. Obviously, with George Floyd, with that being recorded in the whole world to see and just all the things that started coming out after that. That was supposed to be hidden from the whole world. We weren't supposed to know about that. And how many months and days has it been that she still received no justice? So I really kind of want someone to try and argue with me and say in their mind frame and what they see and what they view and what they're absorbing, how they really think that we are protected. Show me some proof or evidence because currently I don't see any. You can be sleeping in your bedroom and get massacred and... People are going to basically come up with reasons to justify why that's okay. But I'm supposed to be convinced that we are being protected. How? Situation right now where we may potentially have an African-American vice president in a few months. When what's happening? Everyone is finding different reasons to tear her apart and why she's not qualified or what she's done and And don't get me wrong, if she was a white woman running, as we've seen in the past, yeah, they would have ripped her apart too, because women as a whole, they're not viewed on the same level when it comes to politics. We already know this. But don't try and convince me that 
it's not extra venom because she's a minority female. Like, I'm not going to really take that one in either. So as far as where I'm concerned, in my experience, my life, no, we we aren't protected. That's the whap on my heart, that we aren't protected by no means. We aren't protected at all. But the sad part is that we have to argue about it and that some people will really try and convince us that, oh, well, it's just a majority saying that. But in actuality, let me show you some points on how black women get away with everything. We get away with what? I just think it's really sad. It's pathetic, to be honest. And I don't want to say hurt. But it's more bothersome, as I mentioned, when it comes from our own, when we can't acknowledge our greatness, when we want to point out things that actually only helps the other side that's always against us. We always have to have an excuse to justify bad behavior. I feel like Breonna Taylor, what happened to her alone, speak volumes on how black women as a whole are viewed. And if people want to get offended, I'm sorry, but you have to look at the facts. And it's a shame that this conversation is even taking place in 2020. But let's face it, if that was a young white woman who was murdered by the police in the middle of the night, come on. What do you think would have happened? Whether that offends people or whether people don't want to realize that or whether people don't want to have that conversation. Unfortunately, that's life. I've seen so many comments from people that tried to justify why they even went in there and killed her. Let's say there was some illegal activity going on in that house. Did that give someone the right to kill her, to murder her? I just feel like it was a young black woman named Brianna, and that wasn't enough to get her justice. Right here, August of 2020, a lot of us probably in our hearts, we're wondering if, if, if she'll get justice at all, not when, if, will it even happen? And it's sad. And I honestly feel in my heart, it just speaks volumes to how we're treated as a whole. Going back further to Meg, it's just funny to me how I haven't heard like a lot of people come to her defense. When she's glorifying her body, talking about her wet ass pussy or pussy popping or whatever. Oh, people all up on that. But when she's coming out saying she was assaulted, I don't hear all those same people that have no problem with her glorifying her body or sexualizing herself. Some way say over-sexualizing. No one has any issues with that. But God forbid she mentions or names the person who shot her. (laughs) It's just the irony is ridiculous. So as a whole, my opinion, the way I look at things, I feel like we are not protected. Okay, if I want to play back on an acronym of WAP, we aren't protected. Women aren't protected. We aren't. I mean, 
if you even take color out of the equation, look at the Harvey Weinstein case. Whenever rape victims come out and they start speaking of something that happened to them years ago, the first thing people say, why is she coming out now? Why didn't she say anything when it first happened? Why can't we just take a woman's word that she was assaulted? Why can't that be enough? Like, what is the problem? It's just, I just feel like you can't win for losing. If you're assaulted and you come out and you say you were assaulted, oh, well, why did, why did you say it now? Like, why didn't you say it then? Like, it's like you can't win. If you say something, oh, well, you're, you're faulted because you didn't say it soon enough. If you say something, you're faulted because it's like, oh, are you trying to take this man down? No one ever goes off on the people who did anything, but they'll analyze the woman to a T. Why is she saying something? Why is she saying something now? She's trying to take down his career. No one ever just takes her word like, oh, my God, she was assaulted. Let's do something about it. And I don't really want to sit here and act like I'm basically, you know, trying to be negative or just try to be bitter or anything like that because, you know, we're always bitter, air quotes you know, insert sarcasm here. But I'm just speaking from a perspective of what I'm seeing. I just feel like it's just, it's gone overboard. Whenever a woman is assaulted and you have to analyze and try and rationalize, well, they may have had a reason. I think that's when we've gone a little too far. So just barreling back, It just, I don't know, it just really got under my skin hearing how someone can say they were shot, okay? Not tapped on the shoulder, not looked at wrong, not cussed out. We're talking shot twice. And people had an issue with it. (laughs) Because she shouldn't have said this. I'm like, whoa. It just, I don't know. It just, to me, I just feel like that should have been a situation where everyone should have been rallying for her. Like I said, if y'all can rally for her showing her ass and talking about her wet ass pussy and popping all over the place, everybody should have rolled just as hard for her saying she was assaulted. I mean, it's, I I don't know. Like I said, we just live in a strange time right now. But, you know, just taking her out of the the equation, I just think we're not respected as a whole. I'm not, and here's the thing. I think an intelligent person can listen to this conversation and understand I'm not acting like we're victims because we're not. Black women, we're some strong women. And I'm not saying that every single day someone mistreats us. That's not what I'm saying. If you're not intelligent to understand what I'm saying, once again, you can unfollow or unsubscribe. But I'm just saying there are instances where we are not protected. Okay, we're not respected as we should be. And I feel that is a problem. Even if you want to look back, one example, so Courtney and I, we had an episode a few months ago when we talked about the whole Gail King thing. So I was one of the people who actually disagreed with what she said about Kobe and how she questioned Lisa Leslie. I thought it was really inappropriate. I thought the timing was terrible. You know, I get that she was a journalist. That's her job, blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was poor, you know, it was poor taste was my personal opinion. But even then, of course, the people that disagree with her, they took it to another level. Okay, it wasn't, Oh, well, she just said what she said. We don't like it. We're going to move on. No, it was, oh, she's ugly. She's a bitch. She's just that and the other. This woman had to get security. She's getting getting death threats. It's like, okay, so we can't even do anything wrong in a sense without things being taken to an entirely different level. 
I hear all this stuff out currently about Ellen. You know, she's mean, blah, blah, blah. Even though I've said in personal conversations, I really don't hold too much weight when someone's described as mean. You know, that is what it is. But my point is, all these things are coming out about her. I haven't heard people say, oh, she's ugly. And, you know, I haven't heard like her looks attacked okay, or her life threatened for people that has disagreed with her. You know, some people may tell, you know, Sharana, you reaching with that example. But, you know, once I, like I said, the lens I have, that's what I'm seeing. I just feel like when it's a black woman, when it's a sister and she says stuff that people don't, doesn't like, it goes to an entirely different level. It gets on like, when I say it goes below the belt on some disrespect stuff, that's just how it is. And why is that? I feel like we aren't protected in general. I, I could, I guarantee there's a, probably a lot of my sisters that are listening to this episode who are in the workforce. How many times have you been able to say what you want to say at your job without being labeled as having an attitude? I've worked, I worked in the past, as I mentioned, you know, I've talked about, I've touched on a lot of the stuff that I experienced when I did work a nine to five, you know, like it was racist, blah, blah, blah. But specifically, I could list so many examples of times where I saw my white counterparts do what they want, cuss, get hyped up, stomp, slam doors, everything. They were never labeled as having an attitude. Oh, well, she's just high strung. I had a manager once. She would cuss like a sailor. Always F this, F that. She would even tell us sometimes, like, don't come to my desk and blah, blah, blah. (sighs) Let let a black woman do that on the job. Okay, especially in a supervisor position. Yeah, right. What do you think would happen? She would get labeled as having an attitude, hard to deal with, you name it. But they're high strung and we aren't. We, we, we're we not allowed to be emotional. We're not allowed to have a bad day. Everything we do is having a bad attitude. Taking that even further. As I mentioned, I feel like in our own race, sometimes we come across brothers who... You know, sometimes they tend to always go below the belt, too. If we call somebody out on what's a fact, oh, she got an attitude. Look at her. She bitter, blah, blah, blah. I mean, why can't it just be sometimes a point? A person is pointing out a woman is pointing out something that's factual and trying to hold someone accountable. Why is that? Oh, she's a she's bitter. She's you know, I just don't understand that. She has an attitude. I just don't understand why is it that the first label for a black woman, if she says something that people don't like, okay, if she says it in a strong tone, she has an attitude. (laughs) This is always the case. A real aggressive, always the case. We can't ever have our opinion or it's a problem. We we have an attitude. We're aggressive. I just don't understand why we always have those labels. And to me, I wish some of my brothers, and I'm not talking about my kings that respect us, because don't get me wrong and do not get it twisted. I have like a lot of good friends, especially in the podcasting world. Um, Young Dolomite, that's my, that's my boy. Okay, like all caps. I know a lot of people who respect women 100%. But I'm not talking about them, okay? I'm talking about the ones who they honestly don't respect us. They, they, if we do something that they don't like, 
it's always something negative. It's always an insult to follow. Well, she just got a nasty attitude, blah, blah, blah. Like, why is that always the go-to when a sister says something that people don't like? It's, it's always an attack on her character. Plies, I just posted this on my IG. He did like, oh my God, when I say he did this amazing <laughs> video and everybody who follows Plies, y'all know he's always, you know, doing his little videos, talking about something. I mean, that's his thing. But one in particular that he posted a few days ago, it really, it touched me because he kept it real. He's like, he brought up Kamala and he just brought up how, you know, hey, why is it that a sister always has to be perfect? And people may not realize, you know, thinking, and they may take that lightly what he said, but he said a word. And it's true. Why does a sister have to be perfect? That goes back to what I said about Gail. Like I said, I didn't agree with what she said. I was like really ticked off. But I didn't go below the belt when she said it. Why do we have to quote unquote be perfect? We can't ever make mistakes. We can't ever do something that someone doesn't like without our character being ripped to bits. And I think on the flip side, black women, we're some forgiving creatures. I think a lot of times we put up with a lot of stuff, but I also feel like that's what we've been conditioned to do. And that could be a separate topic. That could be another episode, you know, cool. But I just feel like we ride hard for a lot of people. But there's times where I just feel like a lot of people don't ride hard for us. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, the minute something happens to our brothers... We all over that. We glorifying our kings. We lifting them up. And don't get me wrong. If someone's listening, they may be like, okay, well, that's not all the women I've come across. Okay, I, you know, I won't really argue with that because, you know, to each his own. But just from my experience and just the people that I deal with, and mind you, I feel like I do deal with a mature circle of people. So, you know, you guys see some sisters that's like, okay, well, she really don't hype us all up. Okay, you know, I, I won't argue that. I mean, I get it. Like I said, not all men are, are, are kings, but I'm just talking about the general consensus. I feel like we do ride hard for our brothers. But unfortunately, there's instances where that's not given in return. My thing is barreling back, whap. No wet ass pussy, but we talking about just a woman saying she's been assaulted. Where are the people riding for this girl? Is all I'm saying. Why are more people like, okay, going after this dude for shooting her? You know, why they not all over his page? I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I mean, and that just me that just may be going into just how people glorify celebrities too. Maybe that's why people aren't as upset as they should be, I don't know, which kind of goes outside of the whole notion of women that maybe just something based on celebrity and how people just put them on a different standard. But as a whole, me sitting back and just looking at this, you know, like I said, it really bothered me. It, it touched me in a sense to see someone upset over being shot and then seeing that people didn't rally around her. It just was a, I don't know, just a very weird, weird, weird situation. And that's what just was on my heart, my spirit. You know, I'm like, as a whole, we aren't protected. You know, like I said, seeing this poor girl, Breonna Taylor, it's getting to the point where, 
you'll see memes where it's like, oh, you know, her name isn't trending anymore. So let's keep her name out there. That her name should be trending every single day until we get justice for her. Her name should never not be trending. And the fact that in 2020, that this is even a conversation. The fact that we have to even sit there and talk about a young girl being murdered and no justice happening. The fact that in 2020, that this is even a subject of women not being protected. The fact that as a subject, even if we take women out of the context and throwing, we aren't protected. Just yesterday, what's the new story? The young gentleman in Wisconsin shot, I believe it was seven times in the back because he broke up a fight. I mean, I just, I don't know. This is just, I don't know what to say. We damn sure aren't protected. Okay. If we, you know, just talking about this, this African-American race as a whole, we are not protected at all. When is this going to stop? And the sad part about it is, this is the section where I'm taking out the women out the context. I'm, you know, I'm just focusing now on we aren't protected. We as a whole, the African-American race. When is this going to stop? So here's the thing. When the video came out about George Floyd, the only thing that was annoying me personally was I was actually having some white friends, people that I used to work with, messaging me, inboxing me, texting, oh, I don't know, you know, how do you feel? Are you okay? And I'm like, you really think that's the first black person that was killed, George Floyd? You know, I'm like, for us, you know, we were just tired and disgusted. But <laughs> that damn sure wasn't, you know, a new a new thing that happened that we were like, oh my God, I mean, are you serious? We all grew up knowing who Emmett Till was. We all grew up seeing how we've been lynched and slaughtered, you know, just before we had breath in our bodies, before we even came up. My father is 81 years old, grew up in Mississippi. So come on, imagine the stuff he saw. This was common knowledge to me that we get lynched. Okay, now it's modern day lynchings. And instead of a rope in a tree, it's a gun and a bullet and a badge. We already knew that before George Floyd. So that's the only thing that I was kind of like, seriously, like y'all asking how I feel. Like I feel the same way I feel 365 days a year that we are not protected. That if the police pulls us over, I don't, I don't know what black person in the, in the world, when the police pulls them over, you're not feeling some type of way. Okay. Like I said, I live in a town now, which I can't wait to leave. But the only sad part is it doesn't matter at this point where you go. They're all just alike. But I live in a town now. The police, uh, they do extra. You know what I'm saying? I have a 19-year-old black male son. And the only good thing about this pandemic is, okay, at least that's an excuse to stay in the house. Because it bothers me before that. It would bother me to death when he would leave. Because I would be nervous. I actually at one point thought about putting something on his wallet in case he gets pulled over. So when he hands his wallet to the police, if that happens, there's something on there like saying, you know, this is a good kid or whatever. Because who knows? All they see is one thing. That's a color and a threat. So, you know, like I said, this is the section where I'm I'm done talking about women for a second. But just we, as far as African-Americans, we definitely aren't protected. Anytime that you would think after the video came out about, about George Floyd, okay, and a lot of our counterparts who had finally, you know, got it, you know, even though, like I said, I'm a little different. I kind of wasn't impressed. Like, y'all just getting this? 
Y'all just understanding what we've been dealing with. So I wasn't impressed personally by a lot of our counterparts who were like, oh, my God, I sympathize with the black race now. You should have been sympathizing with us. That's just me. I don't accept this instant empathy, you know, because like whatever this had been happening. So to me, it only made me look at some people like, wow, you really are ignorant if you're just getting it because of George Floyd. What did you think we were saying prior so that that's my thing. But, you know, a lot of people could disagree with me. Cool, whatever. That's why it's my show. I'm going to say what I want. <laughs> and that's my opinion. I'm sorry. I've dealt with a lot of racism in my life. So that's my opinion on that. But back to this. So after the video came out with George Floyd, and like I said, it, it did open a lot of people's eyes who, you know, were naive. And they, I guess, thought we were all making crap up. You know, because we were all just the angry black man and black woman prior to that, just making ish up. Okay, fine. I will give you that part. Here's the sad part. We just, like I said, just had this young man shot yesterday. Now, mind you, I'm sitting here recording. I pray to God once I'm done recording, I don't see like a news story that he's passed. Who knows? He's in critical condition as far as I know right now, 7.40 p.m. Central Time. To my knowledge, he's he's still in critical condition. The point is... This is August. I can't even tell you the date. Sorry. This is August of 2020. It's still happening. I guarantee you by next week, there's going to be another story. I guarantee you probably by tomorrow, there's going to be another story. Every single day, we see new videos of these insane Beckys and Karens and, you know, their counterparts with the badges losing their minds and just treating us any kind of way in 2020. So no, we are not protected. We aren't protected. I'm sticking with the acronym. We aren't protected. And it's sad. And I just, I just, I don't understand this. And that's the whole thing. That's why I had to take this on two levels. I had to give my section to discuss, yeah, black women are protected. That's me and my heart. That's what Sharonda feels. So if anyone listens and say, oh, well, come on, girl, you know, no, we, we've gotten better. Cool. That's your opinion. My opinion is women Sisters, black women are protected. That's my opinion. If, if when a black girl goes missing, when is that making major news? Do you honestly feel like they're going out there where to find them? That's just me. I don't see that happening. We aren't protected, okay? And that's the we as far as women. And part two of that, we as a race as a whole are not protected. Anytime someone just got shot seven times yesterday. Even after seeing what George Floyd went through, because like I said, some of y'all just was getting it after that. Some, a lot of our counterparts, they weren't, they hell no, they wasn't saying Black Lives Matter before then, but a lot of them, okay, I, like I said, I'll give you a morsel, so, some level of, a, of credit. Oh, wow, you guys really been going through this. Yeah, you know, I guess y'all never picked up a freaking history book, but cool, since you just getting it, great, I will give you a little level of something. So after that, pull the blinders off of some people's eyes. You trying to tell me that these police are even these white people that are tripping and going crazy and oh, I'm going to call the police on you and still calling us niggas and all this stuff like they doing something great. What did the video even do then in a sense? Because if anything, it emboldened some of these people. In 2020, we still seeing all these videos. And the thing that amazes me on some of these videos is just seeing some of these counterparts, some of these crazy ass Karens 
sitting there throwing out, calling people a nigga like you're doing something special. Let me tell some of y'all, Karens, one day y'all going to roll up on the wrong nigga. You're going to come up with a nigga that don't mind dying, don't mind getting locked up for you. So some of y'all need to put that nigga in your pocket because I promise you, you're going to roll up on the wrong person one day and you're not going to like what that nigga does in retaliation. The next nigga is not going to whip out that phone and click record. They're going to whip out something else on your ass. It's going to either be some pause or it's going to be a piece. So it's a shame that it's come to that. But enough is enough. I don't know. It's just, this is an insane time. I just feel like, in a sense, we can't win. One minute, you know, we seeing women go through all this nonsense. Even like the police had all those people on the ground a few weeks ago. Even one of the, some of the kids were little girls. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. So, like I said, in my opinion, we aren't protected. That we stands for sisters. Now, we also stands for our race as a whole. That's my 100% opinion. Like I said, that's the thing about podcasts. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. You don't have to agree to it. I don't hold anybody. I don't force anybody to listen to the Q-chat. And here's the thing. So anyone that has rocked with this show and has listened to it on a regular basis, and I mean sincere listeners, not just people that BS me on IG, because a lot of y'all cool. You know, I, I spend some time on IG. That's how I do a lot of my promotion, because mind you, the Q chat is based on the Gold Queen brand. But on the flip side, I'm very unapologetic. I think anyone that looks at the Q chat, um, I'm sorry, looks at the Gold Queen brand, it's centered around my race. I mean, I'm sorry. It's centered around sisters. It is centered around black queens. Now, mind you, does it discriminate? No, it does not. Okay. But however, it's a voice for the culture. And I've said that a billion times. It's a voice for people who may not get a get their voices heard in every situation. And I am proud of what I built. If you look at that IG page, I feel like it's 100%. You know it's for sisters, plain and simple. So, and you know, you, you tune in and, you know, you hear me talking with, you know, my guests and we all bubbly and we talking about go love yourself and self-love, but do not get it twisted. Okay. Black lives matter 100%. They matter before George Floyd, as far as, and as for me in my house, that's always been the case. So that's one of the reasons I've always said for people that listen, I love those on the goes between me and Courtney. I even had somebody one time try to talk me out of doing on the goes. They had listened to the podcast. You know, they had all these little freaking ideas on how I can market and blah, blah, blah. Well, what does on the goes do? How does that serve the queen community? It serves the queen community because queens have an opinion. Okay. And the on the goes are some of my favorite segments because while my podcast is centered on self-love, you know, it's centered on following your dreams. I'm huge on self-love, but. I'm not going to have a podcast and just sit here and not talk about issues, okay? So that's why I do like the on-the-goes. And the on-the-goes are like a perfect mix. Like, we'll talk about some little funny stuff, but we always mix in something to get you to think. So I feel like this subject happened at the right time, in a sense. Because like I said, anyone that has truly listened to this podcast, they know I've never done an episode by myself. And I I had it in my heart all month of August. I'm like, okay, I'm rounding out August with an episode by myself. 
Now, at the time, I definitely had another topic in mind. It was going to be like some light, fluffy-ish. Okay, you know, it really was. But once I saw that video with Meg, I'm like, you know what? This is no better time for me to talk about something that's on my heart about women and about my people as a whole by myself. I, I didn't need a guess for this. I can talk about this by myself. Now, mind you, it's killing me having this episode right now because people that listen knows I do have asthma (laughs) okay a lot of these deep breaths you're hearing some of it are sides because I'm disgusted some of it's because I'm really trying to get some breath to continue to talk for this long by myself with no pauses okay it ain't that easy life of an asthmatic it ain't no joke okay but this was worth me talking yeah I'm probably gonna grab my inhaler after I'm done (laughs) recording this because God knows Sister struggling right now to talk to you, but this was important to me. And it's probably a conversation that I'm not going to end that I will do in the future, you know. And who knows, my tone may have been a little off for some people that's used to hearing it. Oh, you know, she sounds different this episode. I mean, I felt it was important. And like I said, August marks a year of this podcast. So guess what? I've been trying to, the whole purpose of this podcast has been for me to be transparent. Like I said, I don't rock with people who come off like they're perfect or, you know, especially when I'm doing like a self-love movement, that's great and all, but I'm not going to sit there and fart glitter for y'all 24-7. I'm not just going to have all these, oh, well, you know, I'm going to have another episode telling y'all to be happy and yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to speak positivity, but that's not what you're going to get every single episode of this podcast. And if that's what you think you've been getting, you're probably not listening to every single episode. So I don't know. This was important for me to say this. Like I said, this definitely took me off course of what I originally planned to do for the episode by myself to mark the year anniversary. But like I said, to me, this was more important. And at the end of the day, What better way for the queen from her throne to have that conversation with you guys by herself, but to talk about what's on my heart. And this is on my heart. I see the little meme floating around a lot. And I'll say it when it says black women need to be protected. We do. We need to be protected. And like I said, this whole conversation was not meant to put anyone down, actually. And like I said, believe it or not, I love my brothers. I love my kings. Like I said, I try and lift y'all up as much as I can. So, and anyone, everyone already knows the Q chat, Go Queen, is about the queens completely. Okay, that's my heart. And so that kind of goes without saying about hyping up my sisters. So all I'm saying is, as much as I tell y'all, go love yourself, I'm saying here right now, for everyone that's listening, this marks, this literally almost to the day marks a year of the Q chat. So this is the best time for me to tell every single one of y'all that has rocked with this podcast that has supported me. Like I mentioned, people like Young Dolomite. And I just love the fact that this podcast world, the people that I've met, number one. So I definitely shout out people like Young Dolomite, you know, people like William Poole, my Isha Proctor, all the people that I've met through this podcast journey. Therese Sherelle, to this day, that was my top listen to episode live love and learn I'll say you know to every single one of you guys that have tuned in that have listened 
that has shared the podcast, um, Chilling with Juice podcast, Ladies Pitch, Hey Friend. You know, I've met so many amazing people. Molly, Molly doing the most, you know, I've met so many nice people. Old Cupid podcast, you know, I wish I could. Y'all got to forgive my memory. Blame it on my heart. Not, you know, blame it on my mind, not my heart. Sorry. You know, my memory's not the best. I, it's a blessing when you have so much support that it's hard for you to list all the people. It's like when someone wins an award and they can't list them all. Wine time. Um, so many people have supported me. And like I said, I love you guys to death. I really do. I love the podcast world. But for every single person that has listened to this podcast that has inboxed me after an episode and said, you know, I really needed to hear that. You have no idea how much that has helped me, because as much as I try to pour out to other people, that energy comes back to me and I need it, too. You know, I mean, I need that to stay motivated myself. So this is the best time, like I said, to round out like this podcast is almost to the day of the first episode of the Q chat, which I said I did delete. I should have saved it, but it is what it is. I love y'all. I really do. And I appreciate it. And I, I'm just I just really hope that there's a day where we don't have to have some conversations like this, where this could be something we can look back on, you know, but that's my thing. That's my that's my conversation from the throne today. You know, I just feel like we aren't being protected, but we are some beautiful people, beautiful queens, beautiful kings. I just I wish there could be a day where I don't see another video of one of us being shot or one of us being spit at or one of us being called nigger in a store. You know, one of us being accused of stealing something or one of us seeing a video of our child being talked down to because they can't ride their bike in front of somebody because they, you know, some some Karen or whatever has said they're in the wrong neighborhood and they don't belong there. I, you know, I just really wish those stories were things of the past. So once again, that's my take on everything. And I just want to end everything like I always end my conversations. Go love yourself. I love you. I'm I'm grateful for people that have listened to the Q chat. You know, my hope is that it does grow. But for my audience that I have now, like I said, I really do love y'all. I appreciate you. You guys keep me motivated. And once again, go love yourself and thank you. Thank you for listening to the Q chat podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Queens Arrogance LLC. Our company website is www.goqueen.com.